Hi, welcome to Your Cron, short for Your Chronicles. I'm your host, Scott Pitney. Your Cron is a podcast where we chronicle ordinary people and their extraordinary stories. We refer to ordinary people on this show as people who are non-celebrities. Our goal is simple, entertain our audience and perhaps even inspire and educate. At the same time, our guests build a part of their legacy through this unique audio opportunity. So let's get right to our next extraordinary story. I am very excited to have our next guest on your cron. Beth Freeman spent 17 years in marketing and then 10 years teaching high school English. During the second phase of her career, she delved into personal healing with the assistance of an energy therapist. Now her mission is to help others find inner peace in their soul's purpose. Freeman serves her clients as a spiritual counselor, healer, and channel through which they can communicate with their angels and spirit guides. Beth is available for phone, in-person, and written sessions with your guides, and she is ready to help you. Just reach out via yourcron.com website for best contact information, and she'll help you set up a schedule. We'll also have all of Beth's information, including her book, which will be on yourcron.com. Beth, welcome Hi. to Yourcron. Hello. Hello. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, uh, we are thrilled to have you and and your your companion. Can you? Yes, uh... Ellie. <laughs> And this is why I like using Skype, so I can see uh, see the pets and everything yes. else. Yeah, she is a cutie. She is a cutie. But uh, anyway, thank you so much for being on. And where is a good place to start your extraordinary story? You know, a good place is to start today. Um, you know, our stories begin, quite frankly, even before we're born in this lifetime. But it's the present that we want to live in. And I have worked for years to release the past so that I can be fully present in the now, you know, in now. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, yeah, we, we can delve into some of the past so that your listeners can can understand where I am today. But it is really important to 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 be in the present moment, you know, to be here talking with you and hopefully um, inspiring others, right? Just Absolutely. to be here in the present. Absolutely. Where, so you taught school. Mm -hmm. and yes, I did. Yeah, so maybe um, we could start there, that transition from being a teacher to what you do now. Yes, that's a, that's a good starting point. Um, well, what happened with teaching is I had been in marketing for 17 <clears> years, and I was leaving a marriage and I was going to, I wanted to transition. And I said to myself, I've always wanted to be a high school English teacher. And I had the job in two days in the middle of July, <laughs> which is unheard of because all the teaching spots are usually filled. But I literally said, I want to be a high school English teacher. And I feel like this is the first miracle, if you will, that kind of occurred in the sense of, you know, I, I was, I had before this, I had said, I know I want, there's more I'm supposed to do and I want to do it and have the job in two days at a high school that 
is amazing with students that came from all walks of life. I worked with at-risk kids. I worked with, you know, gifted children. It was amazing. And it also gave me the fulfillment and the encouragement to delve into my own healing from Mm -hmm. my childhood, Mm -hmm. from my past. And by working with students who were going through similar situations that I had gone through as a child, um, it helped me. And, you know, being able to to connect with students who had gone through difficult times, I came to appreciate um, all that I had been through because it brought me to, to where I was. And that's why, you know, when I started the program, I said, you know, I wanted to start in the now. Well, in that time when I was teaching, being fully present with my students allowed me to delve into the past, but to also accept where I was in the present. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know, as a as a human being who was struggling with, you know, so much fear in my life and not really realizing what was happening. And what I know now is that I was being triggered quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And when we're triggered, Scott, um, this is something that is that just happens with all human beings. OK, mm-hmm. um, what I know to be true is that every age we've ever been is inside us mm-hmm. and everything that's happened to us is inside us. And emotions, particularly negative emotions that we weren't able to express or didn't know how to express, can be triggered in the present by someone's tone of voice, their words, what they do, what they say. It can be a number of things. And what I know now is that is a clue for us that, hey, I'm ready to look at this. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to explore this. Hmm. You know, why am I reacting so negatively, so strongly to someone I hardly know, for example, Hmm. or why is that really bothering me? And then when you can connect the dots to, oh, this is bringing up something from the past. Oh, gosh. Yeah. okay, it's really not about this person in the present. This is about the past. And that's part of the healing process. And so when I was teaching, not only was I getting the fulfillment of teaching, but I was also being triggered so that I could work with someone to, to, it's, it's like you're a detective, right? You're investigating. Mm -hmm. What is it? You know? And then each thing that comes up, you look at it, you understand it, you work through it, and then you can let it go. And those negative emotions aren't filling up your being, if Mm -hmm. you will. Yeah. And you can release them. Yeah. So when we don't, necessarily get along with somebody, for example, and can't really figure out why. Uh, For example, myself, I, you know, go, well, it must just be a chemistry thing. We just don't have Uh chemistry. But you're saying it's something more specific, a triggering mechanism. They're there to help you. Mm -hmm. They're there to help you. You you learn, we learn, I say we, learn as much from those who we do not get along with Mm -hmm. or that rub us the wrong way. Mm -hmm if not more so from them than we do from those who we get along with. Um, what I believe is that we all have soul contracts with other souls to help us along this journey mm-hmm. of life. And some of those souls are to be that poke, you know, to poke us. Mm-hmm. It was like poking a sleeping bear, right? To mm-hmm. just kind of just pick at you to where you finally go, no, I don't want that. <laughs> this is not <laughs> what I want. So a lot of times it's, it's really important to pay attention to Anyone that affects you in any way other than, you know, indifference would be kind of neutral, right? Mm-hmm. So if somebody, it's a positive or a negative, they're there for a reason yeah. in your life. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's not a super close relationship or a long one, it's yeah. still important. Yeah. I like that because when we 
dislike somebody or get in a confrontation, mm-hmm. instead of thinking of, you know, getting emotional about the confrontation itself, start examining the why is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Why did I get emotional? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, was that person's wearing a red shirt that reminded me of a, something bad that happened when I was nine years old with the person with the red yeah. shirt. I, is that accurate yeah, exactly. in what I'm saying? Okay. Or, you know, and, and part of it can be, so it can be twofold. So, Scott, it can be, yes, it reminds you of, uh, you know, a traumatic event or not even a super traumatic event, just something negative in your life. Or as we are all aspects of each other, it could be part of, they remind you a little bit too closely of something you don't like within yourself. Mm. So either way, there's a way to go within for the answers. Okay. Mm. Whether it's something from the past that's triggered or it's something about them that, ooh, this is what I really don't like in myself, you know, and and understanding, you know, part of what I do with the clients too is is helping to, you know, get to a place where we not only understand our shadows and our light, mm-hmm. our good qualities, right, and our mm-hmm. qualities that maybe aren't the best or the most positive, um, that that's our whole human being, right? Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, we have shadow and light, challenges and gifts, and to accept ourselves, I believe, is everyone's journey. Hmm. You know, we're all on this journey of, of learning to really, truly love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And part of love is acceptance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, accepting those sides of ourselves that maybe aren't as positive is part of that. Mm-hmm. So that person in the red shirt that maybe had this, I don't know, resentment or something, you know, could be something part of you that you are trying to avoid. And mm. so they were prickling that up too. Interesting. Okay, so that that was sort of a hypothetical, quick uh, mm-hmm. example that came. But let's uh, maybe take an example that's more common to our listeners. There's always somebody okay. at, at the office, right? <laughs> that you yes. just you just don't click, no. and you've been working no. with this person for years, and you're just like, okay, we we just know to avoid each other and all that. Is, do you have a recommendation for dealing with those kind of relationships? Is that uh, yes. something that you would um, be more proactive about than just to avoid it all the time? Well, you know, avoiding, it, it's going to come up in another way. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't avoid yourself forever. Mm-hmm. Right? right. And so it's going to come up in another way. And I can give you an example where I worked with somebody and really what it was, was it was just another confirmation that I wasn't supposed to be doing marketing anymore. Mm. Literally, it took someone that was so, again, you know, the antithesis of what I believed in, the way that she treated employees, the way she wanted me to treat the employees that worked for me. Literally, she was the impetus to get me out of marketing, which ended up, you know, so sometimes it's not so much that you have to learn how to get along with them or if they, um, you know, are reminding you of yourself or they're triggering something, but sometimes it can literally be, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm. Right. Because sometimes the conflict is, it's not just that one person. It's almost like they're representative of a life you don't want, Mm. you know, a job you don't want. Mm. I can tell you that more times than not, I have clients who after exploring and figuring out exactly what they really, who they really are, find out they don't want to be what they've been, you know, they, they really don't even want to do what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And for those of us that have had multiple careers, you know what that feels like when it just doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not really, you know, what I do is more working with 
with you once you've realized, okay, there's more to life. What the heck is there? I, I want to know more. Yeah. Right. So most of the, the people that come to me have already been searching. They might still be stuck in that job with those, the coworker that they can't work with mm-hmm. that is there to trigger them mm-hmm. or to spur them on to action mm-hmm. or to spur them on to stick up for themselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's different ways you can look at it. It's all purposeful. Um, it's just figuring out what is that, that purpose and how does it relate to my, my purpose? Yeah. My purpose. So that's, that's where I was going next is, is figuring the figuring out part. So right. I, I don't get along with this person in my office. Now, is it the red shirt they're wearing? Is it that they have poor hygiene? Is it, I don't like marketing anymore. And you know, it has nothing to do with that person. Yeah. How do we figure out? What the issue? You know, the here's the the beauty of, of it all. I guess I would call it the beauty of it all. Um, all the answers are found within us. Okay. We just sometimes don't want to go there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't necessarily want to look a little closer. But the best advice I can give is to look at yourself, not that person. Mm. They are only a reflection of something you either don't want to see in yourself can't see in yourself yet mm-hmm. not sure but it's never about the other person it's mm-hmm. always about us it's always about you know what what is going on with me what is really just what you said is it because they remind me of my father is it because they you know the, the tone of the voice they use is the same tone that i heard from my mother my whole life you know mm-hmm. this criti- critical demeaning voice you know is it and it's 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 all going within Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really literally not about the other person. Yeah. It is about you. And it's about looking closer at yourself. Yeah. And that gets scary. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's not, it's not easy. Well, there's a, Sometimes. there's a better pill to swallow for a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. They're, they're, well, you know, I think we all, I don't want to say we all, I know I did. I remember saying to people when I was in my twenties and thirties, I have the perfect life. I have the perfect parents and the greatest upbringing you know, totally skipping over the fact, you know, my father was a pedophile and we had this normal middle-class life and nobody talked about it and Mm. nobody talked about any of this. And we just went on with our life. And, you know, it's, but I think we, it's a cope, you know, it's a, it's the way our ego, our, our self, right. Protects us. Let's form a little fantasy or a fairy tale around what our life is. And for some people, they face it head on. For some of us, it's easier to hide it or compartmentalize it, right? Mm-hmm. Until you're ready to deal with it. Mm. And then you, you know, start really looking at it closely. Yeah. 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 And it's not always fun, but it. I can tell you this, the benefit outweighs any of the struggle and the work it takes yeah. to get through it. Because what's on the other side and I know this, I'm not asking any of my clients or anyone else to walk a path I have not yet walked myself. And I do know that being in a place of peace majority of the time, um, letting go of, of a lot of fear, because essentially, Scott, you know, it comes down to all positive emotion is rooted in love and all negative emotion is rooted in fear. And when we can let go of our fears and work through them and we can be in the space where there's more love and positive energy and and peace, really mm-hmm. peace. That's when our purpose, our true purpose really unfolds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that process of getting from fear to love and being a human being, of course, I still have, you know, fears, but they don't keep, they don't 
of me like they did years ago, you know? Um, I, so I know that it's worth it. Yeah. It, the work is worth it. Yeah. You know, it really is yeah. to get to that place of peace in your life. Sure. And know your, and know what your purpose is. You know, know that you're here for a reason. You know, you're here for a reason. You're interviewing people every day that are making, that are changing people's lives. Right. I hope they're so. ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're ordinary people doing extraordinary things. That is the mission. <laughs> right. But they're touching, you know, this person and this person. And that's kind of what you look at is this domino effect of you help one person. Yeah. And then that one person helps two people and then three. And, you know, yep. and there you go. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. We live in a society where... Yes, we, we must do. interact, and yeah. Yes. So if you don't do that very well, it's a good thing to work on. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> which starts with ourselves, most, right? Which yeah, which well, starts with working on. The yeah. most important relationship truly is with yourself. Yeah. And that you know, I have a lot of. I don't know about you, Scott, but you know, when you're you have other relationships, people will look at you and go, "Well, the most important person in your life isn't you; it's your kids, or it's this." No, if I'm not taking care of me, then nobody else is being taken care of, really. Yeah, right? I believe that. So, I believe yeah. that. I want to go to a, uh, a quote that I read, uh, Beth. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, and and um, <clears throat> I'm reading this quote, and where I'm going with this is somebody like me that is just, just, just pretend like I'm, I'm totally clueless on this subject. Okay. So maybe break, it, break this quote down for us is what I'm what I'm getting to. So the quote says, okay. uh, "Serving your clients as a spiritual counselor, healer, and channel through which they communicate with their angels and spirits." End quote. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, can you break that down for us? Yes, I sure can. Um, each and every one of us has a team on the other side. It's not uh, dependent upon your belief system, your religious belief system, or anything else. Um, We are our souls. We are spiritual beings having a human life, a human existence, one of many human lives, lifetimes, and we have a team. And so if you look at it as before this lifetime started, you said, well, I'm going to, you know, one of my biggest lessons in this lifetime is going to be about trust. So would you stay back and not be with me in this lifetime, but just be my guide, mm-hmm. you know, and you ask a, you know, a few souls to do that. And then when people in this life also cross over, they, they pass away. Sometimes they'll, they'll kind of hang around just to see how you do. But long story short, you have a team, mm-hmm. you have a team. Not one of us is alone on this planet. We're not alone. And meaning that we have guidance. Mm-hmm. We also have within ourselves our highest self, our best self, mm-hmm. the, the person we aspire to be and that, that soul that is, has all the wisdom of all of our lifetimes is within us as well. And so what I do is I would talk with you about where you are in your life right now and, and what you're really struggling with working through. Mm-hmm. And I learned about while I was teaching high school, you had asked this question earlier and I kind of veered off from it. But while I was teaching high school, I realized that I, I just sat down and I wrote and the writing came so fast. It was like eight pages in 10 minutes. 
And it was that I was going to be doing this work. And here I am teaching high school going, what? I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be channeling. Okay. What, what is what, that? You what, know, when did, the, this, what that is. When, when did this happen during class or was it spontaneous? No, 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 or this was, oh. this was at home, you know, over the weekend and okay. I had a session, right? Mm-hmm. I'd had a session with my energy therapist and, and so, you know, why don't you go home and write? And I wrote eight pages and I have the scribbly notes here somewhere I can show you. And I still do have them. And it was that this is what you're going to do and you're going to help people. And I just set it aside and went, okay, I'll do that another time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I started about a year later, I started writing for other people and I found that their own personal guides were coming through and that the words that were on the page spoke to their soul. Mm-hmm. I spoke to their soul and it helped them. And so I just kept doing that. And then it evolved into me verbalizing that information. And so the way I describe it to people is it's as if I'm at a sporting event and I'm watching it happen. Mm -hmm. So I step aside and whoever, whomever I am with their guide or guides will come through and speak directly to you. I continually work on what's going on with me um, so that I'm as clear of a channel as possible so that it's not being filtered through my brain to come to you. It's Mm. just words of love for you. Mm -hmm. Words that will touch your soul. Mm. Words that will help you to move forward in your life, right? Mm. Um, For healing. Words that are healing. Words that, that help you grow. And... One of the cool things, I think, is that I don't recall them. After a session, I only retain it for maybe 30 minutes. I always have, you know, clients record their sessions. But I have clients I see monthly or every two weeks, and your guides pick right back up where they are going to pick up, and they go, and I don't retain that information. Um, I do work with processing with clients, and so in that sense, there's a counseling element to it, right? And I am available to, to talk about it. And because I mentioned before, it's not, you know, I'm walking a path. I'm asking them to walk a path or their guys are asking them to walk a path that I'm walking so I can help in that regard as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. By explaining it. So with that explanation, what did it bring about more questions for you? We'll get to them. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think you're going to like, Oh, okay. No, no, but it is, you know, I, it's, it, I feel blessed to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. Yeah. And one of the pieces that I think is important to mention here, so I will, is that I am thankful to what happened with my father as a child because I realized that I left my body in order to, to in, you know, to go through what I did with him. And that allows me to step aside. It's as if it was training you know, yeah. to leave my body, it it really has allowed me um, to be able to do what I do. So how beautiful is that? You talk about, you know, about soul contracts, and I have gotten to a place where I have forgiven my father completely um, for his sexual abuse as a, when I was a small child, and I got there through a lot of a lot of hard work. But at the same time, such such gratitude that. He fulfilled the contract so well that I would be able to do what I do. That, that is amazing to mm-hmm. 
be thankful and to forgive for something so horrible. And do do you, do you communicate with your father today? Yeah. I, you know, I talked to, he had, he has dementia now and he, um, he lives in a home not far from here. Two years ago is when I fully forgave him. I thought I forgave him at different points along the way, but two years ago I officially did. And he was lucid and he, um, I went and told him that all I ever wanted was his love. And he told me he loved me. I told him I forgave him. He said, thank you. He knew it was Christmas time. And I knew that was the last time I talked to him. So forgiveness doesn't mean we have to have a relationship with that person. You know, forgiveness is really for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, you can give that gift to somebody else, but we're really doing it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, Scott, what was harder to do and probably the, the most important message I think today I can give to your listeners is it's forgiveness of self that is most important. How so? Because when we hurt, well, when we hurt, we hurt others. Mm. And when we're hurting and we don't really know exactly why or we haven't worked through it, um, we inadvertently or sometimes on purpose, we hurt other people. And then there becomes regret and there becomes things that we have guilt and shame about. Mm. And forgiveness of self is a process that you can go through to actually forgive to let, to release that shame, to release that guilt, you know, that you have, um, to give you an example, it, you know, when I, all of this came up about my father, I was married to a really nice, loving man, but I hurt him. I left him. And the way I left him was a way that was just so dramatic and so cut everything off, um, that, you know, to go back and forgive yourself, forgive myself for the way I left him. Um, to forgive myself for the way that I, you know, dealt with my son. Those are hard things to forgive yeah. when you've, you know, essentially broken someone's heart because of your own pain. Yeah. And to forgive yourself, though, what's and you know, this is actually I'm working on my second book. Um, it's about forgiveness, and what I've come to understand, Scott, is there's five stages of forgiveness: awareness that there's something to forgive. Mm-hmm. And this can go for forgiving somebody else, but most importantly, yourself. Acceptance is the second stage, and that is where you accept the fact you cannot change it. You cannot mm-hmm. change the past. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you want to imagine what you would have said or done or, or try to change it, you accept that you can't. The next stage is understanding why. And that's a long process, you know, to understand really why did I mm-hmm. make this decision or why did I not do this? And then comes a tough one, at least for me, this was the hard stage, um, was ownership. It's owning the decision I made without the, the justification. For example, I asked my husband for a divorce out of the blue and left a really loving, kind man because I was selfish and wanted to be alone because I was dealing with all this. I can't even say the because. It's I was selfish and wanting to be alone. You know, it's that ownership of exactly where I was in that moment. And then the fifth stage is compassion. And that's having compassion for who you were, Mm -hmm. being able to go, I own it. And now who I am now can forgive that woman Hmm. who I was. Right. Yeah. And I can, I can see her. I understand her. I accept her and I can have compassion for her. 
therefore I can forgive myself. And it's how we do that. And and similar to the five stages of grief, you're going to move in those stages. They're not going to go all in order necessarily, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you're going to work through things a little differently depending, or you might have to take something big and break it down into smaller pieces. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Especially it's uh, good to know the order can change and and these uh, five steps will be in your book yes the new book is forgiveness for the soul and it's all about how to forgive not only others but really most importantly forgiving ourselves because that's the key to acceptance and love yeah. of self yeah hmm. um and it's you know it's 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 not it's hopefully the intent is for the book to help anyone who reads it to actually work through the steps. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. (laughs) Any type of book, uh, that is, you know, self-help or something along those Mm -hmm. lines is reading's the first step doing the work. (laughs) Doing the work is the hard part. I can tell you it's been very hard. There's been things that happened years and years and years ago that I've only recently forgiven myself for. So, you know, there's, there's, it's work, but it's so worth it when, we realize that we do actually have within us, we, we, all of us, no matter how weak we might feel in the moment, we all brought in enough strength to do it. Yeah. We did. We yeah. did. Yeah. 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 And it's getting to know yourself. It's that going back to, you know, kind of how we started at the beginning. Um, it's going within you yeah. know, it's, it's looking at ourselves and I think you had said, you know, warts and all, you know, so yeah, <laughs> sometimes we may not like it all, but it's like, this is who I am, you know? And so yeah, it's, um, it's very powerful. Yeah. yeah. It's empowering really. Yeah. Um, and I'm again, very grateful that I'm able to help people, um, do the work. Yeah. Yeah. So you asked me if I had some follow up questions and, uh, Mm-hmm. Not any real deep ones, but here's one. Um, having okay. having been a teacher and mm-hmm. understanding the learning process more than most of us probably, um, when do you recommend clients start sessions? I mean, is this something that children can do? Probably teenagers, certainly. But Yeah, I do have some young clients. Um, I have clients as young as 19, um, 18, 19. It's, it's really whenever you... Okay, you wake up, mm-hmm. and waking up is different for everyone because we're all unique, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people wake up to, there's got to be more than this, right? There's more to this life. A lot of times it's whenever something bad has happened, there's been a death, you know, or there's been a traumatic event, or you've lost your job, or, you know, there's usually something that precipitates this, okay, what am I supposed to be doing with my life, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's this, okay, I want to do more, but I don't know what direction to go in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, one thing I also have realized from doing this work is that you don't have to have gone through severe trauma in this lifetime to really benefit from healing because it's kind of a universal truth. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to your friends and you really talk honestly, they probably would have would agree as well. None of us are loved exactly the way we want to by our parents, Mm. you know, either one parent, you know, just doesn't seem to 
love us the way we want to be loved or we're overloved or we're not, you know, given enough encouragement or there's too much criticism or there's this because, you know, we choose our parents to teach us some of the biggest lessons of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. So again, you don't necessarily have to go through trauma, although a lot of us have in different ways, um, to still require some healing. Yeah. Because if you're every age you've ever been within you, and you've probably recognized this in yourself, you know, sometimes that child comes out, you know, and has the temper tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that child comes out and is like, I want this and I want it now. Yeah. Um, it's really making peace with that child within you, right? Yeah. And so... You know, for some of us, it's actually having that, okay, what do you need, you know, and mm-hmm. what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the work ends up being inner child work, you know, that has been talked about for decades and decades and decades. It's just with your guides and the work that I do, they tend to go right to that child and mm-hmm. speak directly to that child within you. Yeah. So they feel heard. Yeah. You know, a little, yeah. I've heard, and, and, and I believe it to be true, that adults are just, uh, you know, kids at heart with a fancy vocabulary. <laughs> oh, yeah, and a little more experience under the belt. But if you haven't, you know, gone back and looked at, you know, and, and healed the past. But here's the other great part of it, too, is that you asked me, you know, when is somebody ready? If, if somebody's listening and they go, I want to know what my purpose is, they're ready. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old. It doesn't matter if you're, I mean, I have a client as old as 87, still wanting to grow. That's awesome. Still wanting to learn more about, you know, the, her, you know, her, her soul and everything. And, and again, like as young as 19. So it really, it's for any age. Do you mind, do you mind if I ask on your, your 87 year old client? Has she, uh, is there progress? Has she discovered some things that, uh, that's just so a fascinating uh, yeah, age I mean, to be doing. This. Yeah. yeah, she's done some incredible healing of some past trauma that mm. had not come out in traditional therapy, had not come out in, in other types of, you know, um, psychics or anything else. You know, she's been able to do some significant healing pieces. So it's been incredible for her oh. because it's never too late to feel at peace with yourself, you know? Yeah. That must be very it's inspirational. Never too early and it's never too late. Must be very inspirational to speak with her. Oh yeah, it is. It yeah. is. And she has a wonderfully open mind, you mm. know, and how and an open heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we uh, sometimes we can become jaded with time, you know, mm-hmm. and experience. And it's lovely to see people who are not jaded, but more eager to learn and to expand. Yeah, because that's you know that's really what we're talking about here too is expanding ourselves right yeah just expanding ourselves to the possibilities that life is not just this singular tunnel towards success whatever that quote-unquote is mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's it's really this exploration and i often tell clients you've never left your path you're always on your path your path is wide yeah. right you're yeah. always on your path yeah. it's just as you learn things about yourself and you learn things about the world around you, you just start kind of finding your niche. I, you know, I, I've put it to someone with what I do now. It's like there were footprints in the sand and my feet fit perfectly in them. <laughs> and I just get to walk, you know? Yeah. Just this beautiful walk. And it just feels so right. Yeah. So, that's yeah. a that's a great word picture. That's a great word picture. 
We are very excited to have a new sponsor at Yorkron. Luxury men's clothing lines Thaddeus and Tad are now combined on one website. They belong to the same family, they share DNA, might as well have their clothes all in the same place too. Both brands are typically sold at Nordstrom's, Bergdorf's, and unique upscale boutiques, but you can find them online at thaddeusandtad.com. Thaddeus, the uncle, is a collection of sportswear for the man who always arrives well-dressed, but sometimes breaks the rules. Quality fabrics are important, but so are comfort, fit, and details. Some of the pieces are washed and weathered, others more crisp. Thaddeus is designed for the man who is current and comfortable in his own skin. Tad, the younger nephew, is more rugged, more washed and weathered, but willing to learn from the past. Tad is the nephew of Thaddeus, sharing the same namesake and DNA, but interpreted for a new generation of sportswear. Tad is more casual, suggesting a more worn-in, easy look. The fit is slightly slimmer and trimmer. Tad fits the mind and body of a man who wants to put his own stamp on the traditions he has inherited. For menswear that is a tad dressy and a tad disheveled, shop online at ThaddeusAndTad.com. talk about another quote um, I read okay. uh, in the words of one person who was touched by your gift of healing quote it's like boot camp for the soul unquote what does that yes. quote mean to you uh, and, and then the quote went on to say uh, Freeman's healing is a well is a boot camp for the soul so yeah, yeah what, it's what a is, boot camp for yeah. the soul and, and what that means is that um, your guides are going to go right to your to your to the big stuff they're going to go right to the buttons you're not it's not hiding behind anything anymore mm. it's they're going to go right to what you're ready to work on mm-hmm. and it goes right there so directly that sometimes and and this is something where i don't you know definitely don't take it personally some people are like they have one session and they go whoa okay i didn't <laughs> i didn't rec- i didn't realize it was gonna be like this i'm not quite ready you know and and of course that's you know completely honored um, because it's wherever you're ready to go, they're going to go mm-hmm. and it's going to force you to not force you. You're choosing. Um, you get to choose. Mm-hmm. Do I want to look at this? Do I want to explore this? Mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, I do know that it, it will resonate within you mm-hmm. and whatever resonates within you. I think this is good advice in life, not just in a session with me or anyone else is what resonates with you. Mm. You know, ask yourself in your life currently, what resonates with me? What, what feels right? Mm-hmm. Because the boot camp, that, that term boot camp, you know, people know it, right? By right. boot camp, you're going to work out and oh my gosh. Well, don't you want to do that on your inside as much as you're doing it on your outside? Right. You know, yeah. we, we, we talk about so much about, you know, let's go work out and let's be healthier. But what about inside? Because you can do all this work on the outside, but if you haven't worked on the inside, then those insecurities are still going to be there, no matter if you lose 50 pounds or, or you get your hair, you know, a certain way, or you, you know, have that Botox or whatever it is. No, you know, there's no judgment in what we do with our physicality, 
But what about our inside? Because that's why it's so important to do the boot camp on the inside because you want to get you want to understand that insecurity that you have. Yeah. You want to learn what the origin of it is. Yeah. The uh, and, yeah. yeah, the uh, my grandmaster for our martial arts school he, uh, he always talks about the mental and physical balance and talks about, you know, that's the problem with what he sees. He's, he's almost 80 now. He started his school here in Houston back in 1968, Grandmaster Kim, and um, says, you know, that's that's the problem with a lot of these martial arts schools. They just focus on the physical and a lot of the things are for just young people that are flexible and that kind of stuff. But they don't teach they don't teach the mental and, and it has to be balanced. It just, well, it just and I'd add another element there. Mm. Then there's the spiritual. Yeah. The emotional. Yeah. It's not just the mental, the physical, it's the emotional, the emotions and our spirit, our soul. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's bringing all of that together and, and, and balancing it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You go even further, a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I completely agree with him. Just add in that other element to it. the, the soul. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, and then you get, you know, that whole, that mind, body, soul. And, and I've even come to understand here lately that we can almost just separate out the emotions too and, and add that in and be like, and be four instead of three of the physical, the mental, the emotional, mm-hmm. and the spiritual. Yeah. And working through, you know, having all of it work together. Yeah. For you. Yeah. But isn't it the reality is, though, that it's, it's never perfectly in balance because no matter how good a shape we're in, we're always kind of looking in the mirror and going, well, you know, I could do this, you know, as far as yeah. the physical part or the mental is like, yeah, I'm happy, but maybe I can be happier or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just it's but, but well, maybe that's part of being I think human. what you're saying is we're human. Yeah, right, right, right. right. So yeah. we're going to have, you know, and that's the, the one thing is, is this. You know, working on yourself or, or figuring out your soul's purpose or working through forgiving yourself, right, and mm-hmm. loving and accepting yourself, part of it is just accepting the fact that we are perfectly imperfect beings. Yeah. We're perfectly imperfect. Mm-hmm. I think it's that acceptance that's so important. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm still a work in progress, you know, in that in that regard myself. And, you know, acceptance comes with understanding. You can look at it too. You understand why, you know, you feel the way you do, whether it's society, your family, right? Your significant other. There's so many different factors in how we look at ourselves, but it really, when it all comes down to it's, it's how do I feel about me? Yeah. You know, what do I really, again, going back to that, what resonates with me? Um, You know what I found, Scott, is that, a lot of it is, it's not becoming somebody else. It's actually becoming who we really are. Mm. So we take off the layers of indoctrination. Mm-hmm. We take off the layers of expectation. Mm-hmm. We take off the layers of fear. And then who are we? Right? Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's, I think I mentioned detective earlier in this, mm-hmm. in this, you know, mm-hmm. podcast. Um, it's like, we're, yeah, we're a detective mm-hmm. for ourselves. Yeah. Who are we? Yeah. Who am I if I'm not, you know, because do I believe everything that I was taught? What what resonates with mm-hmm. me, you know? Yeah. And that's why I say your 87-year-old client is such an inspiration because if she yeah. is coming to you trying to find answers, then we yeah. all should never be settled. Oh, absolutely. 
<laughs> and you know, at the same time, though, um, you know, I've had I've had clients and and even friends who know what I do, and they're like, "Well, do I have to keep working on this stuff my whole life?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, at some point, you know, you you get again. We have choice, right?" But when you get to this place where you're in more of a love space and a peaceful place than a fear space, you want to keep going. Yeah. Because I mean, it's, it just, life is infinitely more interesting and, and I wouldn't say exciting, but just interesting. Yeah. Well, I, to me, it's yeah. like saying or asking, uh, you know, should I keep washing my hair and brushing my teeth? It's, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, I Right, right. I yeah. want to keep. I want to keep, keep getting learning. better, and uh, and I've, I've thought, you know, I've worked worked out uh, since I was nineteen years old. Was when I really can remember, you know, jogging was my first thing, and running, mm-hmm. and then did marathons and all that. I'm fifty five now, and I still work out five days a week, albeit uh, much less intense and uh, shorter yeah. duration. And I sometimes ask myself, you know, when am I going to stop? Just stop working out, and I just I can't imagine. Just stop. Ever stopping because yeah. it physically makes you feel good. So then I ask right. Scott, what what workout do you do for inside yourself? Read. Mm-hmm. Read and think. Um, when I drive to work, for example, I got a couple of different meditative times. Uh, first, mm-hmm. I, I work out in the morning, you know, around five thirty. Take a quick shower. And then for the next uh, 20 or 30 minutes, that's my first round of meditation. The second round, believe it or not, is when I'm driving. I just, I don't have anything, no radio, no, nothing on. Just the silence of the, you know, just the car noise itself. It's a sacred space, isn't it? Yeah. When you're driving. You know, it it really is. If you start looking at it that way, that this is my sacred space. Mm -hmm. Because when you're driving, I mean, you, you know, you're paying attention to the road. But if it's familiar roads and everything else... But no one's in there with you if you're by yourself, right, in your car. And mm-hmm. for some of my clients, Scott, that's really the only time they have. Yeah. That it's just theirs, yeah. right? Yeah. They're alone in the car. You turn off everything like you said. Meditation doesn't have to be you have a sit in a particular way with your legs crossed a certain way and you have to do it with this music and you have to do it with this sitting, you know. Meditation is just when you can free your your mind of thoughts as much as possible and listen to your soul and it's it can happen anywhere yeah or or redirect one's minds so like going back to martial arts you know uh, Grandmaster Kim, he, he refers to the forms that we do as moving meditation. Mm-hmm. He said you can you can paint a room, and that's meditation. But just something right. to to redirect one's mind. And I I I can't sit, you know, in that posture, yeah. that typical meditating posture with my back straight and focus on my breathing. It's just it's boring. One and it's just. I, I physically get sore and I start thinking about yeah. all the little ailments more than, you know, what, mm-hmm. what the purpose it's supposed to be serving, at least that I think it should be serving. So, yeah, but, uh, so that, that's my silent meditative time. And then, like I said, I, I read, uh, a lot too. So, um, mm-hmm. there are some stimulus type things that I do to, to work on my inner self. So, yes. Does that answer your well, question? You know, <laughs> I had to ask because, you know, we were talking. About Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I welcome the question. Physical. It's a great yeah. question and very fair. So uh, thank yes. you for asking that. Um, you have referred to 
guides and angels a couple of times, and I've heard, uh, I've heard about angels, of course, and um, I, I can speculate what a guide is. But is is there a difference between a guide and an angel, or is it? Yes. Okay. My 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 understanding and my belief is that guides are souls that did not incarnate this lifetime with us okay um they they are souls that said okay i'm gonna hang back this lifetime because if you think about it um whether or not you believe in in reincarnation or not i think that most people you know can really kind of think yeah this probably isn't my only time here you know there's a lot of clues to this is not my first rodeo so to speak you know this is not the first time i've done this um but there are a guide is a soul that soul per their sole purpose um, S O L E, their sole purpose is you. Mm. Their sole purpose is you and helping guide you. So it might be that little voice you hear in your head mm-hmm. telling you to turn a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, or that, you know, a lot of times we say it's our intuition. Sometimes it's our intuition. Sometimes it might be our guide, um, or guides. What I know to be true is that we have a primary guide who's there. They are for our soul's purpose, our Mm -hmm. primary guide. Mm -hmm. Our secondary guide is to help us explain things and to help us heal. But that primary guide is to get you to your soul's purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, Angels, there's a lot of definitions for angels out there. And I think whatever anyone believes in their belief system, whether it's someone that, you know, a grandparent's passed on and they're now an angel or they're angels with, with God, you know, whatever your belief system, that's fine. I, meaning that, but I work primarily with your guides mm. and they are souls that did not live with you during this lifetime, but you've had multiple lifetimes with them. Yeah. So there's a familiarity there. Okay. They know you, mm-hmm. um, you trust them. It's, it just happens. I, I've had clients come that don't know anything about what I do and they walk away feeling loved and understood on a level that they don't necessarily feel with their human interactions Hmm. because it's, 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 again, it's touching that what is deep within you or resonates within you Hmm. and whatever resonates with your soul is always going to feel like truth. Hmm. Hmm. And it's truth. Yeah. It's truth. Yeah. Hmm. So that would be how I would describe Hmm. your guides. And we all have them. Again, it's not contingent upon any belief system. Um, you can completely disagree and believe that they don't exist and they're still helping you. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the deal. Right. They're still helping you. They're going to help you whether you like it or not. They're going to help you whether you like it or not. <laughs> you just may not realize it, but they're helping you, you know? Yeah. And, and if you talk to somebody and, you know, a lot of times in our darkest times, you know, so many of us go through depression or, you know, whether it's clinical and con- continuous or it's situational and so many, so many of us have gone through really difficult times and you'll feel at some point that there's something, someone, something, some feeling of I'm not alone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of, a lot of us have gone through that and, and felt, didn't feel alone. You know, like my grandfather was with me when I was younger. I would hear after he died, I would hear his whistling, you know. And his change in his pockets. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this is before I ever started doing any of this work, but I always knew he was around, you know. So if it's, again, 
one of your angels, someone that's passed on that you love, or it's just this feeling of being um, comforted in your mm-hmm. darkest moment. It's still beautiful. It's still love. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really the overriding message is your guides are, it's all about love. There's nothing frightening that ever comes through. Mm. Even if some of it is to push you or to, to, you know, kind of to guide you right through your guides, it's always done with love and it's just not ever frightening. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty special. Yeah. Beth, are there some sessions that stand out to you when your one of your clients' soul was discovered, where they discovered the the purpose, their purpose for the mm-hmm. first time? Are there some standout sessions that come to mind? Yeah, I um, I've had a client. You know, it's it's so amazing to see a client go from from being so emotional. Um, and so into such despair mm-hmm. to their eyes literally lighting up at the thought of, of their life, you know, just to see that transformation from despair to not only hope, but belief, you know, that, I mean, without going into, you know, a client detail, I mean, just, I, I believe everyone knows what despair looks and feels like. Yeah. And to move in one session or even in a matter of minutes or moments from despair to hope and belief. Yeah. Is amazing. Yeah. You know? And and then I have the stories of, you know, clients who have, you know, moved past um, you know, abusive relationships and and left the person that was hurting them and and now are doing something that, you know, a year ago they would have never imagined they'd be doing, but they love it and they're, you know, a totally new career and a totally new life and going, oh my gosh, you know. And and it's what I I tell people a lot, but miracles are going around or happening every day. Mm-hmm. You know, when I told you that I said I wanted to be a high school English teacher, I had the job in two days, that was a miracle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um People come into your life and, and I do find that what you put out, and this is so similar to what, you know, everybody knows about the law of attraction, but it's so important to realize that not only when you put out what you want, the universe doesn't necessarily hear the, I don't want, they just hear what it is you're putting out there. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so frame it positively people, you know, put it in a positive way. I want this. Yeah. Don't put the, I don't want, put out what you want. The other piece of that is be cognizant of how you talk to yourself because you're talking to that five-year-old inside you. Mm. You're talking to that 13-year-old inside Mm. you. Mm -hmm. So when you tell yourself that you're bad because you ate this or you didn't go work out or you said something wrong, aren't, God, I'm so stupid. When I say that to myself, I'm not saying it to the 55-year-old that I am today. I'm saying it to that 13-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And if she was standing before me, would I talk that way to myself? Of course not. No. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Those interesting. Are, yeah. Treat yourself like your inner child. Yes, because your inner child is listening. Yeah, and don't and, cu- and, and don't curse it. Don't curse at your inner child either. No, don't. Please don't. Sometimes right. you might feel like it because they make a decision, and you're like, seriously, I don't want to make that decision. I didn't want to do that. So part of 
it is, you know, getting to know that yourself so you understand, oh, this is the teenage me. Okay. Yeah. That's such a fascinating thought because you're right. We're, we're so hard on ourselves and, and, you know, start changing the language, the way we talk to ourselves. That's, that's great. That is great, great advice. So, um, you, uh, we talked about, uh, one of your books for a little bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you mind sharing, uh, give us some insight to your other book and, and. Oh yeah. The one daylight for the soul, the one that's available now is. 52 meditations. You were talking about meditation earlier and how hard it is sometimes for you to meditate, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, um, Daylight for the Soul is 52 topics, everything from courage to forgiveness to communication to love to fear to worthiness. You name it. There's 52 subjects. You can open the book, literally open the book. I'll open it right now Mm -hmm. and I'm going to open it for you. Okay. Okay. This one's for you. All right. And the one that is for you is loyalty. Mm. And I'm going to go ahead, if it's okay with your permission, it's very short to read it. Sure. To you. Sure. And I want you to just see how it applies to your life in this moment. Okay. All right. All right. To whom are you loyal? If being loyal is being true or in your truth to another, then being loyal is actually being yourself and trusting someone else to be authentic back to you. If not, why are you loyal? It is sometimes said that loyalty comes at a price. Sometimes a soul can be loyal to those who hurt it or have hurt it in the past, and it's still loyal. Is this being loyal to a fault? Is there fault in loyalty? Think about who is currently loyal to you and think about those you are loyal to. Do they match? Does the loyalty you give find its way back to you? This is not always the case, so carefully choose who you are loyal to and who deserves your loyalty. Who do you want to be loyal to in this life? It is your choice. It is always your choice. And by the same notion, just because someone is loyal to you, do you owe it back to that person? What if his or her loyalty comes with a price? What if his or her loyalty means you cannot be your true, authentic self around that person? Mm -hmm. Is loyalty worth it if it does not come hand in hand with truth and authenticity? It is time to take stock of your life and those you allow in it. Yes, those you allow in your life. You have a choice, even if it means finding other employment or retreating from a friendship that has become harmful. Choose who you wish to remain loyal to in this life. First and foremost, are you loyal to yourself? Do you show yourself the same courtesy and the same trust that you give others? If not, ask yourself why. Am I being my authentic self and being true to myself? Am I being faithful to who I am inside? Loyalty, fidelity, faithfulness. They all begin with you. Okay. That's for you. That is very good and very deep. And there's a lot to to take in there. And you have time and you have space in the book to reflect. There's space after every topic for reflection. So what I suggest, you don't necessarily have to start the book from start to finish, but you open it like that. Mm -hmm. And some of those words may be applicable to you in your present situation Mm -hmm. today. And you think about that. Mm -hmm. You ponder that. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can reflect in the reflection pages and date it. You know, this is where I am with this particular, you know, Mm -hmm. piece. Mm -hmm. Right. And I would venture to say that there are people in your life right now that you are questioning loyalty in this very moment that you are questioning um, at what price, at what cost. As you grow, you are outgrowing 
some of those around you. Yeah. And it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult because they've been in your life for so long. And it's how do you balance that? Um, and this is directly for you, but how do you balance, you know, um, outgrowing others? Yeah. And, you know, loyalty for you is, is a premium. It's, it's an important, I mean, it's something you value so much, but when it goes against who you are becoming, which is your authentic self, because you're in that process, all the people you talk to, all the learning you're doing is, is teaching you about you. Yeah. Um, you're at that crossroads right now. Yeah. Who do I want in my life? Who can I, can I truly have in my life and be myself? Yeah. And not what they expect me to be, which is who you used to be. Right. Right. You've already moved beyond them. And it's sad sometimes. Yeah. To leave people behind. Isn't it? Yeah. To kind of outgrow them. Of course. Yeah. There's a sadness. And so it's this allowing yourself and honoring yourself to allow them to, you know, it doesn't have to be conflict ridden. Yeah. You can, you know, essentially with love, just go, you know, I, I feel like I can't be myself with this person. I'd like it to just kind of find its way. And you'll, you'll find that when you make that decision, that choice, Mm -hmm. that it will just happen naturally. Yeah. And without too much, you know, conflict. Yeah. Yeah. It is also important to point out here too, that, uh, you know, you don't, because I tend to do this. Like I'll read something and I'm like, and that sounds great. I want to try it. So, okay. What friend do I want out of my life? Right now? <laughs> 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 I, I want to, it's not to try to figure it out. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I, I'm, I'm serious. I, I, I tend to read things literally sometime and I think, man, that sounds really yes. good. I'm going to try it. And then, whoa, I mean, I just broke up with somebody I've known for 20 years and just cause I read it in a book, you know, so there's some caution there. I would, I would yes. think. And the, the caution would be that, um, you take it in mm-hmm. the information, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And you just see where does it apply in my life right now? Mm-hmm. And there will more than likely be somebody that comes to mind and you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You just are aware and cognizant. Yeah. That's all that's necessary. So it's not you go break up with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or just, you go say, you know, I don't want you in my life. It's just you just have this awareness of, hmm, this friendship, for example, I've had for a long time and I just want to be my be able to be myself and who I'm becoming. And it's you know, I would say there's no caution necessary. It's more just awareness. Yeah. Within yourself. And does, be, that, does that make sense? Oh, it makes yeah. perfect yeah. sense. And, and what would be yeah. interesting, too, is to write down on that page, the blank page. Right. And, and to go look at those notes maybe a year later or a few months later. Or, yeah, a few know. months later. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not the, um, you know, read it and go, go right. act on it <laughs> right. as much as it is read and reflect. And even the page right. you know, next to each topic says reflection. Reflection means you think about it, right? Right. You, you meditate on it. You think about it. You don't make any decisions per se, but you do. You are sitting in a place of awareness now. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because we can, we can, we can enjoy our blind spots all we want, but when they're made aware. Yeah. Well, Beth, this has been a fascinating conversation. I could talk easily for another two hours, but I want to be respectful of your time. I think I told you around an hour and we're, yeah. we're already there. I mean, the time really flew by fast for me. And um, uh, you, you have probably uh, know from if you've listened to my other podcast, the question that I like to, to end with. And so right, we'll go I there. Not, I did not prepare anything on purpose. So okay. I only Straight from the farm. So regarding your personal legacy, of course, when generations from now are listening to your podcast, what do you want them to take away from this conversation about you, about your life's work, perhaps? Mm, that every soul, everyone is worthy of love. And the most important love is the love we give ourselves because no one can take that away. Mm. It is ours. And every single soul is worthy of love. Love is the answer. It is. So simple, yet so complex. Yes. But it is, it is the answer. Absolutely. Wonderful words. Thank you for that, Beth, and thank you so much for your time and being a guest on your Cron. And again, we'll put all of your information about your book and how to get in touch with you and so forth okay. on the website. And uh, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, and and it's have been a delightful. Thank you. Great. Well, have a great rest of the evening, and uh, we'll talk thank to you again you. soon. Okay. Okay.